This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo. And we have a superhero-sized episode today. Jen and I spoke with Steve Cam of Nerd Fitness, and I want to send out a shout-out to our superfan, Joe, for recommending him. He was such a great guest. What did you think of him, Jen? I loved him. Like, loved him. He is, he is like one of us. Yep. I mean, he's, he's a dude, but he's like one of us for sure. He is a, he's a fit bottom dude through and through his approach to everything was just so relatable and so welcoming and inclusive. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like if anyone is like, I don't, I don't feel like I could ever like fit into like a gym or something like he, he speaks to that need and he fulfills that need. I loved him. Yeah, and I love what he talks about leveling up in this conversation. And it's just like you can always kind of improve an aspect of your life. And it's not about being unhappy with where you are, but just more about striving. And I really liked what he was talking about leveling up. And so I was just wondering with you guys, you know, what part of your life are you trying to level up? Is it fitness, career, relationships? You know, spill your guts. Oh, my gosh. All my guts? I am um, <laughs> I'm kind of – I think I'm trying to level up two different things. Um the first is, and they're very different. So one way I'm trying to level up is finding more moments of just calm and deep breathing in my day. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been using this new app. I'll review it eventually on um, Fit Bottom Zen probably, but it's called Spire. And it's a like a calmness activity tracker, which is really interesting. But um, you wear it like this little stone. It's really beautiful. You wear it against your skin. And then there's an app. And then it tracks your breathing. And if your breathing kind of tends to get a little bit fast, but like you're not actually like walking around, like moving, like working out or just, you know, being active, it, it will tell you like, hey, you're actually being a little bit tense. Did you want to take a couple minutes and breathe or do one of these little meditations on the, the app or something? Um, and I've been listening to it. I mean, following along with it. And it's been like it's been really nice. And I've been more in tune to my my breathing. It helps me be more focused and more calm and more, you know, patient with my daughter and more focused with my work and everything like that. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's been really cool. Um, the other thing is I have, I have been kind of sneakily trying to level up my running. Um, yeah, I've been trying to do just a few more kind of like short couple mile runs, but do them at a little quicker tempo. And I also, I go to, so I go to the Fit Pit for a lot of my workouts. And then I also go to um, Orange Theory Fitness. And Orange Theory Fitness, with their running, I have, I mean, I I took like a minute off like my normal, like three, like 5K time, like, it, like per mile. Like I've gotten so much faster um, by taking classes there and just like pushing, you know, myself um, and seeing where I can go, where I can now, yeah, like it used to be that running a 10 minute mile for me was like super fast. And now I can kind of like recover. Like I can run a long time at that speed. And I've never really been able to do that. So pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you guys? So I would say that the most recent thing for me is um, something with my relationship with my husband. I read an article that was called, um, hold on, what was it? And it's, it's not a new article. It's an old one that um, The Atlantic shared again, but it's called Masters of Love. And it's all about how science says that lasting relationships come down to really two things. And those two things are kindness and generosity. So I, I this is one of those things where I, you know, I was just flipping through my phone and I read it. I'm like, oh, oh, this is very interesting. This provides some really good verbiage for talking about some of the things that sometimes in a relationship can be a little difficult to to discuss. Um, so I'll I'll pop the um, the link in our pre-show notes too because I think it's a really interesting read for anybody who's trying to trying to make sure that they are giving and receiving 
all of the best things within their their relationship with a significant other or quite honestly with anybody. And so much of it just comes down to, um, you know, how are you when your partner or your friend or your loved one does something and like literally anything, are you looking for the ways to appreciate them and what they're talking about? Or are you looking for ways to criticize them? And that can kind of vary depending on how you're feeling about each other at any given time. So when things are very easy and you're getting along, it's really easy to look for all the wonderful things to appreciate about one another. But um, when everything they do pisses you off and you know that you're on their last nerve, you tend to react to things with contempt. But you don't have to. You kind of have that choice. Um, Sometimes. I mean, honestly, sometimes you're just pissed. But I I just thought this was a really interesting read. So he and I had a a really nice discussion about like, okay, so what did we take away from this? What are some things that we've maybe seen in one another in the past or in ourselves that we could could have handled differently, knowing knowing what we know from this article and having some of these communication tools that we took from this article? So I thought that was really handy. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that I'm like looking forward to the next time that we're having some communication challenges because that sucks. But mm-hmm. I do think that we're going to be able to handle that a little bit differently and, and maybe have that go a little, a little bit easier. What about you, Margo? Yeah, Margo? So for me, I'm kind of, I decided I wanted to level up my apartment. So I, cause my home space, I work here and I live here and just, I realized like I have just too much stuff everywhere and I just, I'm tired of the attachment to too much stuff. So I've been just purging and purging like crazy and just going through one room and then the other one. And sure, when you purge, you find fun things, but you also just find lots of stuff like, wow, I hold on to too much. So that's yes. been me leveling up, like just making my home a little more grown up, a little neater, a little more focused. So, cause that's how you live. If you, you know, if you have chaos around you, your, your mind is in chaos. So I want to create more serenity and, yeah. and so that's what been the way I've been trying to level up lately. I love that. Yeah. So Steve is a huge fan of Captain America. And when I told him that there is actually a Captain America statue at a mall in Brooklyn, I think he almost left the interview right then and there <laughs> to go see it. Um, he was so excited. He was, he was so, so excited. So I just challenged you guys to come up. What's your, who's your favorite superhero after Wonder Woman? Because we're all going to say Wonder Woman because she is the boss but she is she is so but who is your number two or if you don't have a number two why jen i don't know i like i don't know like i thought about this for a while and i I feel like i've watched so many different superhero movies maybe i'm just kind of burn out on them Mm. (laughs) but i'm like oh i i don't i don't know like i mean i got opinions on them but i don't think i have there's not one that i don't know really psychs me up I mean, I find, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies to be, like, really funny. Or, I mean, Thor is really nice to look at. So can I just pick him? <laughs> no, because he's mine. You know Damn it. <laughs> Thor is oh, I just thought mine, it. Jen. It just came to me. His last, that last movie, whatever, I don't even know what it's called. It was really funny. Ragnarok. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Would you like me to tell you anything else about it? Because, seriously, I've got this. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> Do it. No, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, that's my answer. Totally. <laughs> Although I also really, I, I like the Hulk more and more, um, because I like his, I like the, the two sides of him and the, um, sort of the fight between the two and like, Ooh, is he going to be able to stay in one way or is he going to have control over it and how much seeps through to the other? I think it's a very interesting, like psychological conundrum. That's a good one. Like ever be Hulk and like never come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I think he's like a really yes. interesting Hulk. He's like my favorite Hulk. 100%. Yeah. Cosine, absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, let's just give a little shout out to Aquaman there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yes. When's yeah. he getting his own movie? Because I would watch that like a lot. It's coming out, Kristen. It's That's coming out okay. in December. Yeah. yeah. The trailer just came really? out. Yeah. <laughs> you need to look up that trailer. Yeah, I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> I think for me, 
maybe it's Black Panther. I just loved that <gasps> movie so much. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. I, I should just own this movie because I keep renting it for five bucks. Like at this point, I could have just bought it. <laughs> but I just find it so inspiring. And I love his ethos. And I just love, and he's handsome. He's nice to look yeah. at. And uh, I just, that's, I think, my favorite thing right now. It was Wonder Woman last year. As much as I loved her, I think I really love Black Panther this year. Yeah. Have you also watched all of the, um, like on Netflix, like the Jessica Jones and the Luke Cage yep. and Daredevil and like all that? There's so much out there. There's so, it's kind of hard to keep up. It is a little hard to keep up. <laughs> all right, you guys. So be sure to review and subscribe for this podcast if you like what you hear. And if you're an Apple podcast, if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the air. And if you have any comments or suggestions, please feel free to email us. It's podcast at fitbottomgirls.com and uh, ladies i say let's just go into superhero mode and talk to steve cam let's do it hey did you guys know that being an fbg podcast listener has its perks like free and discounted fitness classes at thousands of gyms and studios nationwide yep just go to classpass.com now and use the code fbgcp for your special offer that's classpass.com and the code is fbgcp for the past eight years, Steve Cam has transformed himself from wannabe daydreamer into a real-life superhero and actually turned his life into a gigantic video game, flying stunt planes in New Zealand, gambling in a tuxedo at the Casino de Monte Carlo, and even finding Nemo on the Great Barrier Reef. To help him accomplish all of these goals, he built a system that allowed him to complete quests, take on boss battles, earn experience points, and literally level up his life. When he's not traveling or exercising, he's the founder and rebel leader of NerdFitness.com, a company and worldwide community of average Joes and Jills looking to live better lives. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Level Up Your Life, How to Unlock Adventure and Happiness by Becoming the Hero of Your Own Story. Steve lives in New York City, has traveled around the world, and hopes to become Captain America one day. Welcome to the show, Steve. So welcome to the show, Steve. Oh, thanks so much for having me. We are thrilled to have you on the show today. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Up. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you the first question. You were actually one of our biggest fans of our podcast, a woman named Jo. She found us on Spotify. She is a huge fan of yours, and she requested that we ask you to be on the show. And she's been a member of the Nerd Fitness Academy since 2015. And she, oh, wow. and she really loves the support she gets there. So I just wanted you to talk a bit about your background and why you started Nerd Fitness. Sure. So I started Nerd Fitness back in 2009, I think. So it was about January 2000. So I'm actually coming up on about 10 years here, which is just wow. crazy to me. Uh, I started it simply because I couldn't find any resources out there for people like myself. I was somebody that had struggled for years to, you know, kind of build confidence and get in shape the way that I wanted to and eventually understood through the proper mix of nutrition and exercise that there was the, there was there was a an easier path to it than I had been, you know, running myself down. So, uh, I wanted to help other beginners not make the same mistakes that I had made. And as somebody that had played a considerable amount of video games that was reading multiple books per week and, you know, just uh, in love with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and, and Harry Potter and just these fantastical worlds, I, I Googled nerd and fitness and nothing popped up. I was like, huh, all right, I guess I'll just go ahead and buy nerdfitness.com and we'll, I'm going to start writing articles for beginners. And I was working a regular job. I had no idea what it would ever become. And it uh, really just kind of as a fun side project. And it has since, you know, from that moment on, uh, kind of become this worldwide community of people. Uh, we're now up to the point where we have close to 20 people working full time at Nerd Fitness. And uh, it's become something far larger than I ever could have imagined. Wow. And I think it's one of those names, too, where you kind of like you you hear it and then you're like, huh, that's cool. You know, um, <laughs> like or you identify with it. You're like, OK, this is not for people that are like, you know, gym rats per Absolutely. se. Absolutely. You know, yeah, that, I think that was the thing that um, 
that was the thing that draws most people to it. A lot of people are very self-conscious about themselves or self-conscious about going to a gym and they go to a certain website and they see, you know, a super ripped guy or a woman in, in um, you know, really tight clothing. Like, that's just not me. I can't relate to this person. And they stumble across Nerd Fitness. They're like, this guy is speaking my language, this community of people I get to be myself in. This seems like much a much better home for me. Yeah. So let me ask, let me ask you about this because we talk about body image and self-confidence all the time in terms of, you know, helping people to, to get healthy and just kind of navigate the, the waters that is, you know, living in our very image driven society. How do you, do you, do you like address, it sounds like you do address some body image, self-confidence type stuff um, in addition to managing realistic expectations with health and fitness, um, I guess both personally and for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that was another big reason why I think I, you know, really wanted to start uh, start Nerd Fitness. It was because everything I did find online seemed like they were pushing uh, pushing supplements. They were pushing the fact that you needed to buy something in particular, some super secret workout, or you know, whatever it may be. It seemed like a lot of the tactics that were used in the fitness industry were very predatory. And uh, it just, it drove me crazy. So when it came to Nerd Fitness, it was my hope to kind of turn it into this o oasis in this uh, otherwise really, really kind of uh, un unhealthy, despicable industry that I was that I was uh, trying to speak out against. So I think you'll find when people stumble across Nerd Fitness, the 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 way that I write and the things that I speak out against are, the, you know, kind of the way that I do those things is a really it's it's a breath of fresh air for a lot of people. And for me, when it came to exercise, exercise helped me build self-confidence. And a, a surprising, you know, what was a surprise to myself actually is when I started Nerd Fitness, I was initially writing to, you know, people like myself and I was a skinny male nerd. And over time, I came to realize that actually a larger percentage of my audience was female. And uh, we're now at the point where I think 60, 65% of the nerd fitness community and certainly a larger majority of our audience paying customers uh, are female too. So um, it's certainly changed what I write about and how I write about it and really encouraging people to not try to conform to certain uh, societal standards that they see, but rather identify what's important to them and then providing them with the tools, resources, support and community to help them reach those particular goals. So can you tell us what you take into consideration when you're hiring a one-on-one -on -one coach for Nerd Fitness Academy? And by the way, Joe wants uh, you to know that she really loves her coach, Simone, so she gets a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great to hear. So yeah, I can t I'll talk a little bit about how Nerd Fitness operates. So there's, there's no ads on Nerd Fitness. You know, our, our goal with Nerd Fitness is to create this resource that people can find, and then they really provide them with everything they need for their own particular fitness journey. And for many people, they need and require different levels of, of, uh, of commitment and instruction. So we have, uh, as you've mentioned prior, the Nerd Fitness Academy, and that is a self-paced online course. You know, it's a one-time fee. It has, uh, it has, you know, six or seven different levels of workouts. It has a whole nutritional component. It has an entire mindset component, and then its own private online community. And that has been the thing that we've been running for at this point, probably five or six years. Uh, we're really proud of it in that it's a one-time fee. Somebody signs up for it, and they have lifetime access. So. We have people, as you have mentioned prior, that have been in the, been part of the academy for five, six years at this point, and are still really active in that community. And new people stumble across the academy every day, and they love the idea of kind of do it yourself. They follow the instructions, they go through a workout kind of test, and it tells them which workout program to follow. There's quests and boss battles, and we make it really nerdy. You can actually level up as you complete real life missions. So we really try to make it fun and engaging for a lot of people. So. In addition to the academy, we have many people that are interested in more hands-on, well, I guess virtual hands-on coaching. And uh, that virtual coaching is you get partnered up with a coach and that coach um, gets to know you, that you guys get on a phone call together 
and the coach learns what you've been struggling with, what your habits are with relations to food, and what sort of access you have when it comes to equipment, if any. And then they build a custom workout program for you. They have you take pictures of every um, every meal that you're consuming. And then, you know, week to week, month to month, they're helping you adjust that. They're helping you change your mindset. They're restructuring and retinkering your workout program depending on whether or not you're traveling or if you just had a child or your job's changed or anything of that nature. So it's much more of a, you know, Yoda uh, or Dumbledore and Harry Potter, Dumbledore and Hermione. It's much more of a uh, kind of a mentor relationship with a coach that is, you know, gets to know you and your life and and then builds everything that you need and is in constant contact with you to make sure that you're uh, staying accountable to the program and helping you and picking you up when you fall down. So you have to have like a million and a half stories of people who you've seen just like completely change their life for the better right do you have like one or two that's like really stands out hmm uh sorry i kind of cut you off there i was gonna say i i probably cry once a week (laughs) Uh, do you really that's so oh yeah reading emails from people yeah um just that are like hey i i was in a really you know really tough point in my life and really unhappy with the person i saw in the mirror and uh, getting started with nerd fitness or getting to know this supportive community uh, has been has been life changing for me. So I think the stories that many people might resonate with the most. Um, there's actually there's a woman by the name of Stacy. Her name is Stacy Artisan. She found Nerd Fitness seven or eight years ago and had never picked up uh, never picked up a barbell before. She had unsuc- you know had dealt with eating disorders in the past. She was chain smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and really just had a very unhealthy. Uh, really unhealthy self-image and a really unhealthy lifestyle, stumbles across nerd fitness because she too was a nerd that loved to play video games, Uh, through our community, was convinced to overcome some personal fears and use, as we like to say, 20 seconds of courage to sign up for a gym membership and wander into the, the free weight section and pick up a barbell. And from that moment on, she became transformed. She fell in love with strength training and uh, completely transformed herself. She then went on to inspire, at this point, probably millions of people with her success story that I shared through Nerd Fitness. She then actually started volunteering to help me with some work, then joined uh, part-time work, and then joined full-time work. And now she's our lead female coach, actually, for our uh, for our one-on-one coaching program. So oh, I've known Stacy wow. for you know, seven years. She's been full-time with Nerd Fitness for, for five years. Um, What's amazing is she looks like every woman, uh, not every woman, I should say, but many women want to look. And Stacy deadlifts 400 and I think 430 pounds is her current. Holy crap. It's unbelievable. Following her on Instagram uh, is is really funny and amazing. She has just the the cutest dog in the world. So it's pretty much alternating photos of her deadlifting 400 plus pounds and then amazing photos of her dog. So uh, what's her handle? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Stacy Artisan. I think it's just uh, uh, cool. S T A C I A R D I S O N. It's incredible, and she has been. She has essentially worked every job at Nerd Fitness and is now our head our head coach. She trains clients one on one. Mostly, it's a lot of clients that see her success story and go, "I want to do that, and I want to look like that." And she helps work them through a lot of these challenges. Uh, so that story is one that I will never forget. And one that has been really helpful to inspiring literally millions of both men and women all over the world that say, I want to be like Stacy. I mean, shoot, I, I say I want to be like Stacy every day. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. It was really fun to share her story and then to be able to watch her transform over those years and, and then become a really instrumental part of Nerd Fitness at two. Wow. So you also wrote a book, Level Up Your Life. Can you tell us what that process was like? Sure. It was, uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I had always had this goal when I started Nerd Fitness that I just hoped one day I could, so actually Nerd Fitness, the, the kind of the origin genesis story for me, I was working a really terrible job and spending way too much time escaping into those games and movies that I had described earlier. And I walked into a bookstore and there on the shelf was a book that I picked up and um, that book ultimately changed the path that my life was on and led me to eventually form that idea for Nerd Fitness. That book was um, Tim Ferriss's 
for our work week. Um, I'm, I'm sure many people have heard of it. It's been a new, it was a New York Times bestseller. But mm-hmm. when I read that book and ultimately started Nerd Fitness, my one of my goals was to eventually sign a, a, a traditional book deal so that other people could stumble across my book and at a point in their life when they need it. And have it transformed their lives too. So eventually, you know, five, six years into writing Nerd Fitness, I finally got connected with an agent and spoke with the book publisher and signed a deal to write a traditional book. And for months after signing the deal, I was so afraid to get started <laughs> that uh, I didn't I didn't write anything. I was like, oh, I need to work on the outline more and I needed to do I needed to do something else. And Every day I got closer and closer to my deadline to turn in a draft, which just made the process even more daunting. And eventually I came to the same realization that everybody has to come to when it comes to transforming themselves. And that includes getting in shape, um, eating better, writing a book, uh, you know, becoming a better artist or a musician. When you think about the entire task at hand or in front of you, it can appear so daunting that it's it, taking that first step to start is almost impossible. So what I did was I gave my permission, gave myself permission to be terrible. And I said that I don't have to write a great book, but I don't even have to think about writing a whole book. What I need to do right now is I need to make a commitment to myself that every morning, the first thing I'm going to do is write 500 crappy words. And it doesn't matter what those words are. They have to be towards the concept of the book I'm writing, but let's just, let's start there. And sure enough, giving myself that permission to break things down into small bite-sized chunks, uh, 500 words on most mornings actually became 1,000 words or 1,500 words or 2,000 words. And despite having not written any words in my first four months after signing the deal, I managed to write almost twice the length of the book I needed to turn in uh, within three months after that because I had broken up into small goals. So I think for somebody that is whether they're interested in writing their own book and self-publishing on Amazon or getting in shape, if they have hundreds of pounds to lose, um, the best thing you can do is stop worrying about eventually and what has to get done as far as a total goal and instead say, like, what can I do today and how can I make that task so small that it's not scary? It's not as scary as, as you know, it's, it's, it's not too scary that I can't get started. That's awesome. Okay. I think I have, I have two questions because a second ago you mentioned – 20 seconds of courage? Yes. <laughs> uh, and I, so this I is- I want a warm hole down there just for a second. <laughs> I love it. No, it's, it's become a, a kind of a rallying cry for our, the, so we refer to our nerd fitness community as the nerd fitness rebellion, which is mm-hmm. heavily inspired by, uh, heavily inspired by Star Wars yeah. to, to put my nerd hat on. You know, when, when we, you mentioned earlier, you know, the things that nerd fitness kind of speaks out against, I think for us as a rebellion, we speak out against you know, being afraid to do certain things or nerdy stereotypes or not feeling like we're good enough and, and really embracing that concept of like, we're the outsiders, we're kind of the quirky ones, the weird ones. And I mean that in the most endearing, amazing, supportive way possible, like embrace that part of you. But there's still going to be parts of life that are scary to you, whether it's joining a gym for the first time or you know, if you're a woman, oftentimes wandering into the weight training section of a gym can be really intimidating because a lot of the guys that are in there are probably really strong. Um, they are probably, you know, oftentimes many of them are quite full of themselves and, and can look at uh, women in that direction and say, like, either what are you doing here or, you know, this is my space and not for you, which I think is just terrible. I think everybody has every right to be in any part of the gym that they choose. So at Nerd Fitness, I adopted this uh, this kind of rallying cry from uh, a Matt, it's this obscure Matt Damon movie that probably nobody saw, but it's called We Bought a Zoo. And in the book, he's talking to his son and he says, you know, I want you when you're afraid to do something, you can be afraid before and you can be terrified after. But if you can just just think about 20 seconds of courage, just 20 seconds of uninterrupted courage, it's amazing what you can actually get accomplished. So for some people, like I said, using that 20 seconds of courage, just say like, for the next 20 seconds, I'm gonna do the one thing that I'm scared of, and then I can go right back to being scared afterwards. <laughs> Oftentimes, in those 20 seconds, you can take enough of a step that turning back isn't really an option anymore. So it might be 20 seconds of courage to sign up for that gym membership, or 20 seconds of 
courage to ask somebody out or 20 seconds of courage to hit publish on a self-published story that you've been working on forever but feel afraid to put out into the world. So we often ask people and tell them like, what is the you know, what is the thing that you're afraid of doing and how can you break it into something where if you can do just a little tiny bit of it for 20 seconds of courage, it makes every step after that a little bit easier. I love that so much. So much. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to like sit in it and hug it. Like, I just love it so much. Okay. Uh, my second part of my question, because I was like, I have to hear about that. Um, what, because the book Level Up. So what do you think is the the easiest, and maybe it is this 20 seconds to courage that we're just talking about in the step-by-step, but whether it's your career, your fitness, your relationships, like what is, do you believe is the easiest way to level up? Hmm. Great question. So I wrote comically, I tried to write a book, I guess I tried to write a self-help book for people that don't like self-help. <laughs> just like I feel like I run a fitness website for people that aren't generally into fitness. So yeah. it's really, it, it was it was important for me to, to write and speak to a group of people that uh, I didn't think were being spoken to and didn't feel like they had a place to be themselves. And nothing makes me happier or fills me with more joy than getting an email from somebody that says, I feel like I found my new home or I feel like I found my new family. And in so, so when it came to writing this book about kind of leveling up your life, uh, I took all the things about uh, the, the games and the books and the movies and the stories that I loved as a kid and thought, what is it about these things that make me happy? What is it about them that got me hooked? And how can I take those exact same concepts but apply them to myself to, to get healthier, happier, stronger, more successful, you know, improve my relationships with friends and family and whatever it may be. And it's just this, this universal concept of, of leveling up, just as I had mentioned with writing the book, uh, by breaking it into 500 word chunks, I could see every day consistent progress towards this big, hairy, audacious goal of writing a book and having it published and allowing somebody to walk into a bookstore and, and, and pick it up and hopefully have their life changed. So when it comes to leveling up, I try to apply that to my health and fitness. I try to apply that to learning how to play a musical instrument. I try to learn, uh, I, I applied it to how I travel. I just love that idea of uh, what I, what am I capable of today that I wasn't capable of yesterday? Or what can I do now that I couldn't do before? And as I said, you know, so this book is just full of examples from men, women, young, old, rich, poor, that have taken this concept of progression and applied it to their life to pay down their debt, to quit jobs, to lose 100 plus pounds, to, you know, becoming a better husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend and setting relationship goals and, and thinking about it in kind of in video game terms. So that whole concept of level up your life has it's been the tagline for nerd fitness since the first day. And it just seemed like a natural book title for me that allowed me to kind of step just beyond health and fitness and include uh, people doing amazing, ordinary people doing kind of superhero things. Okay. And more questions about levels. Is this okay, Margo? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Margo's like, Jen's just hijacked the entire conversation. Go for <laughs> it. Um, sorry. Okay. So I'm curious because sometimes like in our society, it's easy to almost like overstrive, like towards perfectionism, right? Like I got to sure. do the next thing. I got to be the best at this or whatever. There's so much striving. Can you talk about kind of like, and I'm not sure if, I don't know if this is a, a personal struggle for you at all, but do you ever like, like get to a level and then you're like, okay, I did that. Now what? <laughs> Great question. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's certainly a challenge. Um, and it's something I do address in the book. I, I, it's towards the end. I think I refer to it as for the love of the game. And it's just this idea that although it, I think setting goals and having goals can certainly help pull people out of ruts uh, and give them permission to get started if you're not careful. And especially if you're only picking 
you know, superficial kind of hedonistic goals where it's, okay, I want to have X amount of dollars or I want to have a house that has X amount of whatever, uh, X amount of rooms or bathrooms or, or your, I have to visit this location. And uh, it, I think that is very similar to people that think if only I looked like this woman or if only I lost a certain amount of weight, then I'd be happy. Or if only I had six pack abs or if only I did this or that, then I'd be happy. That's a very dangerous mentality. Yeah. Um, you only have the life that you have. You don't know what everybody else is going through and the struggles or sacrifices mm -hmm. or uh, depression that somebody else who you are envying might be going through as well. So, you know, the, the whole point to play a video game isn't to get to the next, the, the leveling system helps, uh, but really it's the love of the game that keeps you coming back. So I really dig into, uh, really, it's really important for people, I think, to enjoy the process too. I think if you're only exercising to reach a particular arbitrary, uh, as we mentioned earlier, societal standard of how you think you should look. If you're unhappy before you get there, I would imagine that you're still going to be unhappy once you achieve that goal too, because you're gonna realize like, oh, I made it, and now my life is still fairly the same. Uh-oh, what's next? Yep. Uh, you know, I've heard plenty of stories from, from women and men that have become physique competitors and achieved this goal that they've been, been striving for for so long. And when they do that and they get there, uh, it turns out they're miserable and they hate it. And they've put weight on since then and are now much happier and, and, and healthier and uh, live and love life a lot more. So uh, I think the leveling system can be really helpful. I think it's very important to apply it to the right things. So I personally apply my goals to uh, strength training, goals, not physique goals. So I want to learn how to, you know, hold a 60 second handstand. I want to deadlift, uh, let's say, you know, 405 pounds. I want to uh, learn how to play certain songs and the violin. I want to learn how to, you know, do other, other things that are enriching to my life. And I could get excited about day to day making progress on those particular goals and not just checking things off of a list. Uh, because if you're only checking things off a list to seek happiness, um, you're in for a rude awakening when you get there. And I, I you know, I, I, unfortunately, we see it far too often these days with celebrities that seemingly have it all and, uh, you know, decide to take their own lives because they've been chasing these arbitrary goals that don't, you know, once they achieve them, they realize it doesn't provide them with happiness. So that's absolutely something that is at the forefront of my mind. And, you know, I make sure that when I explain to people having goals, setting the right type of goal is very important, too. Oh, so good. Yeah, we've had more than one uh, fitness model athlete come on the show and talk about what a misery it is to train for those competitions. And then, and then when you're done, it's just sort of like either you won or you didn't, you know, it's like, what, what did I do? Sacrifice so much for. So yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, I also feel that way when I watch house hunters going off topic, but when people are like, I need absolutely five bedrooms and this and that and the other. And it's like, that's a great house. Like you could just be so happy there. Like people get so weird with their goals, like what they must have, you know, to, yep. to be happy. Anyway, I always want to talk about house hunters, but anyway, so <laughs> Steve, tell us what an average day is like for you. Hmm. Uh, let's see. So I live in New York City, and I probably wake up between 6.30 and 7 a.m. Uh, the first thing I do after waking up is I walk in the other room, and I'll make myself uh, a, a pour-over cup of coffee, then sit down on the couch, grab uh, my Kindle, and I'll read for probably 30 to 45 minutes, just uh, you know, a book about self-help or fitness or entrepreneurship or philosophy. You know, I've been reading a lot about stoicism lately. It's mostly just things that are really exciting and interesting to me. So I'll read, uh, and then I will sit down at my computer and try to write un uninterrupted for an hour or two, uh, depending on what I'm writing about. If I have meetings later on in the day, most of the time it's put, head put my headphones on, pick a great playlist, and just try to get kind of lost in, in my writing and, and see what comes out. So after writing's done, I will head to the gym, which is fortunately here in New York City, just a quick walk down the street. I hit up the gym for a strength training slash gymnastics workout. So my workout is primarily barbell training mixed with gymnastic rings. Mm. Uh, not at the same time, do one and then the other. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how that would actually work. So 
after the workout, that's generally when I eat lunch. So I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. I keep things simple. So I actually don't eat in the morning. I eat lunch. And then most of my afternoon is occupied by checking in with my, as I had mentioned earlier, 20 team members. So we have 10 full-time people at Nerd Fitness. We have, I think, 12 to 13 coaches at this point. Um, and you know those numbers are actually growing pretty rapidly right now, which is really exciting for me. And all of these team members are remote workers. They work throughout the country. Uh, we actually have uh, some people that work internationally. So it's a lot of kind of coordinating with them through our online company chat program that we work with called Slack. I'm sure many people listening to this have yep. Slack with their companies too. Yep. So we're on Slack and everybody's kind of got their marching orders and working on what they're working on. So sometimes it's interviews like I'm doing now. Other times in the afternoon, it is continuing writing and that will continue until probably five or 6 p.m. And after that, it might be checking in with friends, playing music. As I mentioned, I'm currently uh, slowly learning to play the violin uh, because it sounded interesting and challenging to me and I'm quite terrible at it, but it's really fun. <laughs> and and then, beyond, and then beyond that, it's my, you know, uh, happy hour or dinner with dinner with friends, um, maybe watching a TV show or something. Uh, pretty pretty low key. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very much a nerd in that sense that I don't need much beyond a good book a place to write and some heavy things to pick up. And mm -hmm. that's uh, like, if I do those three things in a day, that makes for a pretty great day. Anything beyond that is is uh, a cherry on top. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. So, well, I have so many, I feel like I could ask you so many nerdy questions. <laughs> um, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, but this is an easy one. I'm actually looking at, uh, I have Captain America's shield hanging on my wall right now. Uh, <laughs> and then I have a Captain America clock and a Captain America, <laughs> uh, like, like big head plushy thing sitting on my bookshelf too. So first of all, Captain America's name is Steve. My name is Steve. Uh, yeah. he was a skinny, scrawny, weak guy that wanted to help people and inspire through his actions. And then, you know, well, he got injected with the super serum and <laughs> I did not. Uh, but I, did go about trying to get make myself bigger and stronger and inspire people and i just i really admire his his integrity and and kind of valor and those are the things i try to live my life by so many people have like real life heroes i, I would imagine the people that inspire me more are from are from books and movies and captain america would be my favorite for sure that is an awesome answer yeah did you know there's a mall <laughs> in brooklyn that they have a big captain america statue what yes yeah it's like on 31st and 3rd avenue Okay, I gotta go. I'll see you guys yeah. later. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's really amazing. It opened just like a year ago, but it's it's amazing. You gotta check it out. Um, I'm in. I didn't. I didn't. That's like shame on me for not knowing this. We can meet so. there. It's perfect. Done. Because I live in Brooklyn. Um, so I'm kind of obsessed with learning what healthy people eat every day. Can you tell us like what your staples are in your fridge and your pantry? Like, what do you always have available? Sure. Well, so this is going to be an unconventional answer for lunch, but I actually eat Chipotle every day. Nice. Um, there is a Chipotle right next to my gym, and I'm currently in the process of trying to pack on, you know, put more weight on. And I understand that puts me in the 1% compared to the other 99% of people that are trying to trying to lose weight. Um, I, I'm very happy with where I'm at from a physique perspective, but I'm trying to put a little bit more weight on that will allow me to get stronger. So... I train fasted, and then for lunch, I walk over to Chipotle, which is right next to the gym that I go to. I know pretty much everybody in there by name, and uh, you know they ask me how my workout was, and then I get the same thing. It's it's rice, double, uh, rice, double chicken, cheese, guacamole, and lettuce, and I just keep it very simple. Um, so that that would be my lunch. After lunch, you know, to make sure I get enough calories in my system, I'll make what I call a power bomb shake. It is uh, I blend up. Um, frozen berries, frozen spinach, protein, um, uh, uh, organic whole milk, and then I mix in some some oats as well, uh, purely to make sure I'm getting enough calories to kind of replenish my muscles and things like that. And then dinner is uh, home cooked. Generally, it's uh, some combination of sweet potatoes or quinoa or you know mini red potatoes, uh, a lot of chicken, sometimes pork. Uh, generally something in that area and it's just grilled or you know it's often cooked in the oven um covered in olive oil and then vegetables like broccoli and uh cauliflower and quinoa i'm sorry and kale some you know one of those generally as well so i'm pretty boring when it comes to my food mm -hmm. but i know 
once I, you know, I have a very specific goal that I'm trying to reach and I know I need to have certain macros and calories and it doing it this way allows me to kind of hit those things without even having to think about it beyond that. Now, I also, I travel quite a bit and I have friends that come to town and they want to go out to dinner. So I know if I can be really healthy when I'm on my own, uh, I can then be far less strict and have a little bit more fun uh, when I go out to dinner or on weekends and not feel guilty about it. So, so what is that goal that you're, that you're working on and how are you doing that with a healthy mindset? Sure. I, it, the goals are, you know, working specifically towards a 405 deadlift, which I, to be honest, you never thought I'd be able to get to. Wow. Um, I found out maybe seven years, uh, I think it was seven or eight years ago, actually, that two of my vertebrae don't line up properly. It's a genetic condition that I can't even pronounce. It's called splond, it, it, literally, I think it's splondylolisthesis. And I couldn't spell it for you. I can't pronounce it. But, um, <laughs> that was a really good, that was, that, I think that's pretty close. Close right? enough. Um, yeah. My vertebrae don't line up. And the initial diagnosis from a doctor was like, you should probably never pick up heavy weight again. And it was <sighs> devastating. And I was like, I run a fitness website. Nothing makes me happier than strength training. I'm ruined. Like, there's no way. And fortunately, I went and got uh, other opinions. I worked with chiropractors and physical therapists and have a lot of other fitness friends that were like, hey, like, let's build up your core and let's continue focusing on strength training and let's uh let's see what we can do here and you know i can tell you yesterday i deadlifted 365 for three reps uh or three sets of three reps and it was really easy so it's been like this slow gradual crawl from from that initial diagnosis to where i am now and based on the workout projections i've kind of projected out, you know, within the next year, I should be hitting 405 and blowing right past it and kind of overcoming this mental hurdle that I've had for a long time. So uh, that would be one particular strength training goal. I then also interested in doing a free standing 60 second handstand. So just being able to kick up in the middle of a room and, uh, you know, holding a perfectly still straight handstand and maybe someday working up to a one handed handstand just because I think it looks like a cool party trick. So, uh, <laughs> I work on, I work on those things every week. I deadlift on Mondays. I actually do five minutes of handstand practice every day. I just kick up against a wall and have been working with actually one of our lead instructors at nerd fitness is a self-taught gymnast and uh, has certainly helped me perfect my handstand technique. So a lot of the, those are like the two big goals that I'm working on now. And once I reach those, I'll then identify the next gymnastics goal or the next strength training goal that I can work towards. So I kind of talk about how, you know, there, you should always have a new dragon to slay. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they might run a marathon and then they're like, I did it. And now I can go back to eating garbage and not running, but I did it. I would rather people pick a goal that's like, I did this and now I'm so energized, like what can I do next and what is the next challenge for me? And uh, for me, it's genuinely in the strength training or gymnastics place. So all oh. that eating all that eating, is done essentially to hopefully get me closer to both of those goals. That's so cool. So other than fitness and the violin, uh, what are you really nerdy about? Hmm. I mean, I'm still a huge gamer. Uh, not, not nearly as much as I used to be, but I still play, I still play video games. Uh, I'm also, I, I would say a fairly, uh, I'm, I'm a big music nerd. So I've been playing piano since I was, uh, I think third grade. I started playing the guitar in college and then I've been playing the violin, I guess the fiddle for about three years, off and on for about three years now. Um, but uh, you know, I go to, I go to live music shows, uh, concerts as often as I can. I'm the type of guy that would study like the show's set list from the night before, and I try to pick up on certain songs, and I read in on lyrics and understand the meanings behind songs. So music is a huge part of my life. Uh, and then I'm a bookworm. I, I probably finish two, two books a week. Um, and I, you know, I, I try not to watch TV really as much at, at all. Uh, it may be a show here and there, but mostly it's, it's music, books, and uh, the occasional video game. So I think we're going to try to wrap this up here in a second because we're, we're, we're chatty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love to know if there's like one kind of thing that you would like to leave our listeners with. Hmm. Would it? Would I would it say, yeah, I, I think I would just love for them to, to stump, to, to check out nerdfitness.com and see if there's, see if the writing style resonates with you. Uh, if, if you're curious about what you should be reading, um, I googled Nerd Fitness Stacy. That's S-T-A-C-I. I imagine her story resonates with a lot of people. 
and has been really inspiring for so many that I think it's a great place for many people to jump in. Um, or if it's not Stacy and you want another success story, just Google nerd fitness success story. Um, we have, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens that we have shared of at this point, probably uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. We've had over 50,000 people join the Academy. We have hundreds of coaching clients. Um, it's really cool to, to, to be a part of this, really strong movement. Um, and I'd love, regardless of whether or not anybody ever buys anything from Nerd Fitness, uh, to check it out. And if you're interested, become part of our rebellion. Uh, we're looking for all the help we can get. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, you, can, you know, we have a Nerd Fitness page on Facebook. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, which are probably the two places that you'd be much more likely to get a hold of me. And both of those are at Steve Cam, S-T-E-V-E-K-A-M-B. And then we have just one more question for you, and then we'll let you go. All right. Okay, here it is. And I think you're going to have a great answer. I'm just putting it out there. Yep. So, Steve, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Whew. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, Let me see. I actually have Spotify still open. This is going to be a really random and weird answer. Good. And it'll probably make everybody kind of – you know, twist their head like a confused dog. You know what I'm talking about? Like when dogs are like, <laughs> Her? Um, yeah. I like to write to EDM music, like trance. And ah. there's this super obscure, I don't even know how I found him. The guy's name is Marco. He is a DJ in Italy. And like, I literally have no idea how I found him. I don't think he does it full time. I have no idea what he really does for a living. But he puts out these amazing like 80 minute vocal trance mixes. And before this, I was working on an article. And uh, so I just have a bunch of his mixes downloaded. I think his website is like Marco, M-A-R-C-O-P-M dot net. And you just go there. It's free 80-minute mixes that you can download. Uh, Just like really great kind of background music. And I have one, I was listening to one of those mixes uh, right before I was listening to this. And that's like the fastest way that I found that I can get myself into a, you know, as kind of like a flow state, which is this concept where you lose track of time and you're like, oh, how did that happen? When I try to write, I try to get into that state. And the best way for me to do it is put on a good pair of headphones, sit down at my computer, put on a mix by Marco, and, and then just start typing. And sure enough, 10, 15 minutes later, like I just lose track of time and uh, hours can go by and thousands of words can be created. And uh, that's pretty much how all my writing happened. So that was what I did right before this. That's amazing. Wow. How, how did you find Marco? I, I, I was like a, like a college buddy of mine was listening to something. He's like, you have to check this guy out. I was like, okay. And, you know, I don't know. I, I hope he gets more fans at some point. And hopefully this helps. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never met him. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he lives. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know anything about him other than his name is Marco. He puts out great mixes. And, um yeah, so I, it was through a friend, and uh, and and now we all, I think we're like, of all the fans he has, I think we're certainly probably the most, um, the most rabid of of <laughs> the fans that he has. So my group of high school and college friends are all listening to it now, and and we all just kind of crack jokes about it. That's amazing. Thank I'll you. Have to look it up. We have to look it up. Thank you so much for joining us today. You were a great interview. It was such a fun conversation. I feel like I'm gonna ask you like 20 more questions, but we have to let you go at some point. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. And I, you know, I get really wordy, which you'll see if you find nerd fitness. I, I put out articles that are really long. And when I do interviews, I just love talking about this stuff. And I love helping people. And I love being a part of stuff like this. So thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I hope people get something out of this interview. And if they want, they can certainly reach out to me. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.